With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Idiothead.com. Morning show. Little Nirvana. Start us out here. And it'll be... Uh, that'll be on one of the subjects I'll talk about today. But man, I've got a lot of stuff to tell you. Stuff that might blow your freaking mind. I don't know. We'll see. How's everybody doing? I'm okay. Been busy. Really busy. And I'm about to get way busier. And I'll explain why at the end of the episode here. But, uh, you know, here, let's just uh, start off with how my day's been going. <clears throat> Here in Michigan, it's been a really mild winter, which I love. I, you know, I, I like the snow around Christmas. After that, it can F off, you know. I just, uh, I, I need the sun. Seasonal depression is real, right? Even though my, my depression's been much better lately because of the Wellbutrin, thank you. It's still just, it's nice to see the sun, actual sun. I can take less vitamin D pills, you know. It's great. So, uh, even though it's still a little cold, around 27 to 35, and you know, last week it got up to 60 freaking cool. But we're in the home stretch as far as winter goes, maybe about a month and a half left. <clears throat> and then there's always that big last snowstorm that comes like in April or May. It's, that's what I call the winter saying, I'll be back, right? That's what happens here in Michigan, and everybody complains about it, but you live here, you should be used to it, right? I don't complain about it. The only thing I don't like the winter about the winter is that a there's no sun b it's freaking cold c people don't know how to drive in it and there's tons of accidents and it scares the shit out of me so you know if only i could stay remote and work my day job remote full time that would be ideal but that isn't in the cards right now but anyway uh, nothing to complain about it's been a decent winter i just hate people that just talk about the weather <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so, I guess with the, the going away of winter and the oncoming of spring, which I'm kind of f- trying to force spring on, uh, spring uh, spring cleaning has been on my mind lately. And I've got I got some cleaning to do. i got a lot of stuff that's just kind of piled up and stuff I want to sort through and stuff I want to get rid of. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, Ten years ago... This December, I found out my marriage was over, right? And I moved out uh, of our collective space, I want to say January of 2015. When I got my own solo apartment, I literally had a handful of boxes, my clothes, my computer, and that's it. I didn't have any DVDs, maybe, maybe like five or six, you know, regular DVDs. Uh, no CDs. I'd, I'd since sold off my CD collection and went all digital, which I hated. Um, I had some records and my graphic novels. I didn't even have, I maybe had one or two small 
short boxes of comics that I had since I was a kid. And some magazines here and there. But other than that, really, not much. So, I went through this long process of reclaiming me, rebuying things that I had, buying new things I've always wanted. And here it is, ten years later, I've got a house full of shit. <laughs> right? And uh, I've also through the years, I'll go through phases where I'm like all about comics, or all about Star Trek, or all about music, or whatever, and I'll, I'll get into this thing, and sometimes I'll sell off a collection and then bring it back, you know, I've, I've done that up and down all my life. Well, now I'm in a place in my life where I'm, I'm, I'm headed toward 50, you know, I'm 46 years old now, I'm headed toward the big top of the mountain here, and the more I get closer to there, the more I'm like, eh, you know what, I don't need this, I don't need that. And I've seen some toys come out and get, and they're pretty exciting, but I'm like, ah, I don't need that. I don't need this, I don't need that. There's some things that I do want to get that are meaningful to me, like uh, Super 7 is getting ready to put out this Typo Negative figure, gotta have that. Uh, and also, McFarlane's been doing the DC multiverse, he's been releasing some of these, uh, Reign of Superman, the Death of Superman era, uh, toys, I might get some of those, because I've got great affection for that story, I've told many times, that's how I got into reading comics, and I do have one of his Batman figures, it's the Batman from the Dark Knight, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll piecemeal stuff I like, but for the most part, I've been really, I've been okay with stuff that's come out, come, come out. I even, a few months ago, got rid of about, I want to say, 80 to 90% of my Star Wars figures. Because there for a while, I was collecting the Star Wars figures pretty good. And what a great time to do it, because all those anniversary things were coming out, the retro collection and all those. I kept my rec retro collection. I kept uh, three or four different figures that I really love. But I got rid of everything else, man. I even got rid of my Sideshow Luke. I got rid of all of it. And I don't miss it. I really don't. And maybe that's because Star Wars has sucked lately, people can tell you. But, you know, it really it's just me saying, I don't need this. I don't need this. And I, I, I'm not going to get it back. I don't care anymore. The things I do care about, like Star Trek, uh, my music, my comics, those things are always going to stay. So I basically, I guess what I'm doing is streamlining. I've been talking a lot about it with my coworkers too, and they're talking about streamlining some stuff, and I'm like, dude, I could get rid of half this stuff and take the money and pay down my bills and have some padding and whatnot, which isn't too bad of an idea because my overtime at my day job is drying up way earlier than anticipated. So uh, money might get tight, and I might have to get a second job. Not sure. We'll see. So I, and that, that's not the reason why I'm getting rid of my stuff. I've, I've thought... I, you know, I don't need all this stuff. I really don't. So, in the next two, three months, I'm going to be digging through my stuff and really going hardcore. I think the thing that really changed my mind about it is um, <clears throat> back at last year, I got single again. And I started thinking, like, well, what if something happens to me? What if I die? Uh, and I really started examining that, especially after my accident, the car accident. I'm like, if I died then, what would happen? Like, 
okay, I've got a life insurance policy. I got some money in a 401k. That money would obviously be distributed down to my kids. But then what are they going to do with all this stuff? My oldest son lives in Minnesota. He would have to come here and sort through all this, and he doesn't know half this crap. I could put it in the will, like, hey, there's in this box, there's this autograph. These might be worth money. You might want to pitch this, might pitch that. And I do have that in my will. I've got some things where I say, hey, if you're overwhelmed by this stuff, contact this person and this person. They might be able to help you uh, price it or get rid of it. You know, some of this stuff here to me is an investment. You know, it's better than gambling to me. <clears throat> but some of these things hold sentimental value to me, and, and that's that's uh, and I love things. I love stuff, and I'm only here for a short amount of time on this planet. I want to enjoy my stuff. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, I could streamline my collecting. I, I only have, I used to have like a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I could get rid of the stuff I don't really care about, don't really need, and really love the things that I love. I'm missing a lot of stuff in my Star Trek collection. Star Trek, to me, will always be in my collection. I will never, ever let that go, right? Ever. If this place went down, burned up tomorrow, I would replace them. That's the question you have to ask yourself. If this place went up tomorrow, would I replace this? If the answer is no, then maybe you don't need it. I've been looking seriously at my DVD collection. I have a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, some of them definitely I'm going to keep. I love them. Or some of them I've bought that I haven't watched yet. But there's some that I'm like, do I really need this? I've seen this movie a thousand times. I'm probably never going to watch it again because I've seen it enough. And there's a lot of... I need to make some room for the movies that I haven't seen. So why not... Why not get rid of this? And it's not worth anything. I could take it to the local places here and sell it and get like a quarter. But it's more about just... I got too much stuff. <laughs> I've got too much stuff. I'm even going to go through my clothes and get rid of some of that stuff too. Uh, really streamline things down you know and I think that's a good idea I've been watching a lot of collection videos from people today just to, or not today but the last few weeks just seeing why, why they collect and why they're into it and I look at people's collection I used to drool over like oh my god look at all those games oh my god look at all that, those comics anymore I look at them and I'm like man you are crazy why do you have all that stuff <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to become a minimalist, dude. I'm just saying I need to cut it down. I need to cut it down, right? Uh, and really just make the things that are really me, me. Because I think I'm done filling the holes with stuff. So Star Trek definitely will stay. My music collection, I started rebuying c CDs back in 2015, 2016. And that ballooned back up to, I've got almost four or 500 CDs, box sets, um, most of the albums from every band I love. I'm missing some here and there, but, I, you know, I, I, I go slow at it. And I'm like, well, you know, I can get this now, or I can wait. I got the music digitally. It's okay. I can wait. I'll find it. And I do. And sometimes, you know, a band I love puts out a new record. They will put it a CD edition most of the time you can't find it in the stores, but if you go to their website, you can get it there and you can get bonus stuff like a t-shirt and autograph version or a box set or exclusive version, whatever. 
So I, I still collect CDs, and I, I'm always going to keep my CDs. My guitar mags, I'll keep all those. I've got a lot of guitar tab books, keeping those. Vinyl, I've, I've come I'm back and forth with the vinyl, right? Um, and I, I do love vinyl. I think it's a great thing to collect. I think it's fun. But I, to be honest with you, I, I've got all these records, and I've got a really shitty record player. I never use it. I never plug it in. I don't even have a CD player right now. I've got to get a, a proper CD player. But really, I, I grew up in the age of CDs, so I've got more of an affection for that. So if, if this place went up tomorrow, would I replace the CDs? Probably. Would I replace the records? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think eventually uh, the, the big vinyl craze will slow down. And maybe even people will start collecting the CDs again. Because like right now people are starting to collect 8 tracks and cassettes. I've got some cassettes. But um, I only collect the albums that I really love. Or if I find them cheap enough. And I'm like, well, you know, I love this record. I might as well have it for my collection. Sure. And with the vinyl, I'll probably keep my favorite bands. You know, like my Nirvanas, my uh, the Pink Floyds and Rushes, the stuff like that. But I've got a lot of other records that I don't need. I really, I'm never going to listen to them. Some of them are sealed still. So I'm going to let some of those go. I'm going to let some of those go. But why do you collect CDs, Adam? Why do you have all that stuff? You can just stream it. <laughs> well, I'm not a streaming guy at all. I have Sirius Radio just because it's in the car. but And I've used Spotify, but really I have no affection for it. For me, getting a CD, listening to every track, there's a connection there with the music that I need. Or else it's very casual. You, know, you buy a song on iTunes or iMusic or whatever it's fucking called now. <clears throat> you just have that one song, not the whole record. That is its intended. Although a lot of bands I know nowadays don't release full records. They just release singles because nobody buys albums anymore. But I do. I do. And my favorite bands are, you know, they're breaking up or they're dying off. And, you know, eventually that will kind of end. But for me, I've got those records. i got those memories. They're mine. And I'm going to have them for all time, at least until I croak. Then the kids can pawn them off for cigarette money, you know. <laughs> the comics, I might go through those and find ones that are worth money, quote-unquote. Um, I don't think I have one that's, oh, this is worth a couple hundred. Or, and I'm not a slabber. I'm not a whatever. I keep them bag and boarded because I want them to look nice. I bag and board my magazines as well. Um, but there's some that I think I would let go of. Like, I got a whole collection of early Tom McFarlane, early Jim Lee stuff. I could probably let that go. I don't need it. But, you know, I'll dig through that. By the way, I said earlier I only had two small short boxes of comics. During the pandemic, I started collecting them again. And now I think I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 16 or 17 small boxes. <laughs> so, yeah, I've gotten a little crazy. And I got shelves and shelves and shelves of graphic novels. Some of those can be dwindled down as well. And books. Dwindle them down. I'll keep my Harlan Ellison collection. I'll keep, uh, I don't know, probably of all my collection, probably I'm going to get rid of like 25% of it <laughs> after this big discussion. But uh, it'll just make me feel better to do some spring cleaning around here anyway. <clears throat> so, there's that. Let me talk about the big thing. So, productivity for me has been really good. 
Alright, right now I'm on another card set for Dynamite, and I'm just about finished with those. I've got to finish uh, inking and coloring, maybe a handful of cards, and then I'll send them in. That's done. Yay, freelance work. The Pleasant Life is doing really well. I haven't uh, penciled any new pages, but I've been inking and coloring other ones. And the Kickstarter for Pleasant Life issues 2 and 3 is probably going to launch toward the end of this month. I'm hoping to uh, get going on the Kickstarter build this week and get it submitted so maybe I can launch it next week. And we'll see what happens there. But um, I've been really thinking about what to do with Star Slam and my uh, smut work, right? So I finished the late night shorts, all five volumes of that, plus the erotic zone, um, <clears throat> last year. And those will probably stay in print. I might eventually collect them into an omnibus. We'll see. But there's always been the question of Star Slam. I've been talking about doing books, what I call books of fives and six. I've been talking about bringing it on the Patreon. Um, a lot of the books I have are sold out. I, and I, I didn't want to look at them because I, I, Star Slam 1 came out. This is the 10th year anniversary of Star Slam. Not only is it 30 years I've been doing comics, but it's been 10 years since I did the Kickstarter for Star Slam 1. Did I reprint that book? Ugh. I just, I, I kept hemming and hawing about it. Like, I, I you know, it, it's got its place. People love it. But it's always been a rope around my neck in a way because Star Slam, when it was first released, was a webcomic, right? So I, I drew it horizontal. So when I did collect it in a book, I had to print it sideways, right? So when people buy the book, they have to tilt it over, and then they flip that way, and that's massively inconvenient. Also, I noticed on digital platforms, when people buy Star Slam 1, they don't come back and buy the rest of them, right? So it could be a combination of things. Number one, my art uh, 11, 12 years ago when I drew this thing isn't as refined as it is now. Number two, the horizontal thing can't flip it on your iPad, can't flip it on your desktop, however people are reading it now. So that's always been a problem. And when people want to buy the book at conventions and things, I'm like, eh, I, I, I hesitate, you know, looking at that old art, especially in this anniversary time, I've been looking at a lot of my old art going, oh my God. It's, it's just been a, it's been a thing on my mind. So if I wanted to reprint the books, which I thought, maybe I'll do a Star Slam Omnibus. But I, I, the page count would have to be that I can't have all the books in one. It would have to be split up, like books one and two, and then three and four, and then maybe five and six, eventually when they get released. Um, I can't have half the book horizontal and the other part vertical, because after the first Star Slam was decent on Kickstarter, I released books two, three, and four, and they went vertical, regular comic uh, orientation, right? So, the question was, okay, if I reprint this, what do I do? Do I retool it to make it vertical? Do I just, do I recolor it? Because in the 10 years I've done that, uh, since I've done that, I've, my coloring has completely changed. The art back then is, is just, I can't look at it, right? But there's also a purity to the way it was. Right? I totally understand that. You want something in the original intention the way it was, right? I'm that way. But when I look at it, I've only got a handful of fans, right? If there's anybody in that group of people 
that are going to be mad at me for it, they've already got the book, right? Or And also, the original digital copy is still out there. You can still get it. So, as an experiment, I took the first three or four pages of Star Slam, and I cut it up in Photoshop and pasted it onto a ten and a half by a six and a half page and started pull it, putting it together and then every now and then I'd find there's a space like there's a space here I could draw another panel expand the story blah 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 but I can't take that old art and plus her hairstyle changed things changed something maybe wasn't consistent or whatever I gotta do something new so what I did for these early pages, I cut them up and I pasted them in a vertical form. And then I took it into Procreate on the iPad. And I made a couple different layers and I started taking my pencil and I drew it. I traced what I did. Right? But I did it in my style now. More refined. Uh, the hair changed. And other stuff. And when I looked at it, I'm like, this is cool. This looks crisp. This looks beautiful. What if I redid the first book? What if I redrew it? But I would make it vertical. I would also honor what I did before. I wouldn't, you know, say draw Star Slam and st- like the first time we see Star Slam in the, in the uh, the costume, she's arms out flying over the city. What if I did a better angle of that? No, I don't want to do that. I want to honor what I did before, right? I grew up during the time we had the Star Wars special editions, and, oh, he messed with the originals. But, again, I don't have that many fans to get that mad at me about it, right? Maybe this will be a bonus. Maybe the people that were into Star Slam would love to have that original book flipped. So I reached out to three or four of the longtime fans I know are fans of Star Slam. And I said, what do you think of this? What if I wanted to do this? And all of them, there's one I haven't heard back from, but all of them said, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see it. Let's do it. So I started it. And I'm 20 pages in. (laughs) What I do is I take the original page, and I I cut it up, and I paste it on the proper size. I bump it up to 500 dots per inch instead of 300. I take it into Procreate. I make a couple different layers. I trace my original drawing, but I fix mistakes. Also, I, I will mention this. One of my major problems when I draw art is that my heads tilt to the right. At the time I drew Star Slam 1, I, was still, I still had that problem. So now what I do is when I scan a page, I take it into Photoshop and I flip it horizontal and then I'll see it. And so I have to go in and distort the heads down, right? So what I've done... With these old pages, I took the heads and I distorted them down, or I fixed angles and I did this and I did that. I basically cleaned it all up, but kept the same shots. This is what the room looks like. This is the costume they're wearing. This is the person in the background. This is the color, blah, 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 blah. I'm honoring what I did before. As much as I would love to change some things here and there, I still say, you know, I I drew this the way it was, and that's the way I'm going to keep it. So, honor that. Right, it's kind of like when they did not, not comparing to Star Wars the special editions, uh, 
where you draw a job of the hunt back in there or something, changing things, literally changing things. Han shot first, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What it is is, I'm just enhancing it, like these Star Trek remasters, right? They took instead of the old special effects, they did new special effects, paired in with the old stuff. So, redrawing the page, tracing over what I did, and eventually, like I said, since I drew this horizontal and I'm now making it vertical, I have to move panels around. And sometimes I have dead space. I want it to look like a regular page. I can't just leave it blank. So I go, okay, you know what? I can do another shot here. So that page I was talking about with Star Slam with her arms out over the city was a horizontal splash page. That won't fit in a vertical. I could double splash it, but I don't like doing double splash. Plus, Star Slam would be right in the middle of those pages and it wouldn't look good. But I could shrink the panel down and be at the top of the page. And I could do another panel below it, same size, and have another shot of her flying through the city. It's the same scene. It's just, say, the director's cut. Or, say, deleted scene. Right? So every now and then, there'll be new panels in there. I don't know, man. I'm As I started going on this, I was hemming and hawing about it for so long, but then when I finally started going on it and I saw how successful it was looking... I'm like, this is going to work. And I'm jazzed about this. This book will finally look the way I've always wanted it to look. Right? Uh, so, take it into Procreate, trace it, clean up all my lines, save it, take it into Photoshop, make my layers, clean it up, draw the borders, take it back to the iPad, color it, and then take it back into the desktop version, flatten it, and then I take the same word balloons I had before, because I still have the InDesign files. Same word balloons, paste them. I'm not changing anything. I might add uh, some words here and there, uh, with, especially with the new panels, but I'm not going to change the dialogue. I'm going to keep it exactly how it was. And nothing's going to change. It's basically the enhanced edition, the renegade cut, the whatever you want to call it. It's the ultimate edition of Star Slam. It's an 10th anniversary edition, too. Uh, I've been calling it uh, retooled, remastered, and raw, or something like that, you know. And then eventually I will launch a Kickstarter for it and redo it. Do the whole thing again. And hopefully the art, since it's changed and new, will turn new fans onto it. That's another great reason to do this. I want new fans. I want people to check this out. And I think I've learned something in the last... 10 to 12 years since I've drawn this. So yeah, I've got enough already on my plate with doing Star Slam, or, or the, the new Star Slam stuff, plus Pleasant Life, and Patreon, and Freelance, and other, all the other side projects I want to do. Now I'm going to go back and redo a book? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Now, what about the other books? Well, when it comes to Star Slam 2, I might go in there and change some things, but the, the art's already vertical. Uh, I might add things here and there. I'm definitely going to change the hair. Um, better than that and I might tool the coloring a little bit but for the most part Star Slam 2 will stay the same except for those tweaks and Star Slam 3 probably the same thing but then when you get to Star Slam Returns I don't, which is the fourth book I don't think I'm going to mess with that a whole lot I might add some stuff here and there maybe add a deleted scene I don't know, we'll see the thing is too, those Books three and four had a different colorist, so uh, 
I got to honor that color style all throughout all four books, right? So, as I go, a lot of these things are going to happen. We'll figure it out. I'm not too worried about it. But I'll tell you, I'm enjoying the journey of going back to this old art and redrawing it. I was going to do this with Pleasant Life at one point, and I was even going to try to color it, the original books. But I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't touch it. It means a lot to me the way it was, and I can't relive those memories. But I've got new memories to relive in the new Pleasant Life, so why not draw new? So, doing that. Star Slam, it being a sex book, the art is going to be king. So if it's not appealing, art-wise, no one's going to want to read it, right? So, uh, forgive the sins of the past. I will ref- I'll fix it and make a new version of Star Slam, and you guys will get it. I'm hoping to have this done by the summer. Launch a Kickstarter then. We'll see, but I'm not holding myself to a, a time frame, but I think it'd be good. I think it would work, and I think it'll be good. And I hope you guys come along for the journey and, and read it all over again in a new way with new stuff. And then the old fans could look at it and be like, oh, man, he added this, so he changed this, and blah, 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 blah. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, right? It's going to be fun, I think. And you get to say, wow, he really did learn something in <laughs> 12 years. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But, hey, it's, it's my fucking books. I'll do what I want, Right? Exactly. So that's what I've been busy with. That's what I'm, what's been on my mind lately. So obviously I'm I'm pretty damn busy. So I better get to work. I got pages to redraw and I got pages to recolor and re-ink and new pages to come up with as well. By the way, another reason why this is easier for me, the hard part for me in comics is figuring out the, the panels and how to organize them and how to, um, you know, what the angles are going to be. That's the real work, right? Uh, this, the, the decisions have already been made for me. I made them a long time ago. I'm going to honor those decisions. And there we go. It's just exactly the same like in Star Trek Remastered. They kept the same shots pretty much. But they didn't have the Enterprise zipping around, doing crazy barrel rows and shit. No, they just, they honored the same shots for the most part. They'd add little things here and there, but for the most part it's it's just enhanced, right? So that's the goal here. That's what's different. I'm not putting Job of the Hut back in it. Han still shoots first. Star Slam still fucks first or whatever. <laughs> no one's nothing's gonna change story wise about that. Right? So don't worry. Everything will be as originally as it was. Just enhanced. So enough for me talking about it. I gotta go get it done so then you can see it. You can see it. And if you go to my patreon.com forward slash Adam Tally, I've been sharing pages from it. And also, I might not say for work Twitter, I've been sharing some pages from it as well. And as I go, I, I'll, I'll continue to do that. But um, mostly on the Patreon, people are going to see that. If you go to the Patreon, you're going to get this podcast ad-free. You're going to get blogs over six years. Next year is six years. Or next month is six years of Patreon. Six years of content. Monthly stories every month. So 12, 24, 36, 48, 60, 72. 72 stories. 72 months of erotica, plus tons of not-safe-for-work pinups, tons of process stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of content there, and a nice community of people. We don't argue about things, we don't talk about politics, we don't do any of that kind of shit. It's real positive, a sex-positive type of place. 
Come join us. Only $5 a month to get the Not Safe for Work comics. Only a dollar a month to get the blog and the podcast. So patreon.com forward slash Adam Talley. Come check it out. Support the work. Enjoy the work. Because it's there. And you guys get to see it. You get to see everything. I even previewed some of the cards I'm working on that I didn't I didn't show any uh, out in public at all because I don't think I'm allowed to. But if you support my Patreon, you go to the Patreon and, and join the community there, you are invited. I invite you. My friends there invite you. You get to see everything. Literally everything. I might even post pictures of my butt on there. You get to see my butt. <laughs> Nobody wants that. You'll pay me not to show that picture. Anyway, folks, thanks a lot for listening. Nothing but peace and love headed your way from me to you. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.